Well, well, well. Beautiful people. Best damn nation. Welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. I have Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. Yeah. And I have the genie of the best damn wrestling podcast, the Don of the best damn wrestling podcast. My homeboy, LP. What's happening? What's going on? How's everybody doing? Oh, man. We are the best damn wrestling podcast. Uh, thank you for joining the show. You could be anywhere in the world. But you ain't. You're sitting right here watching your boys. And we got a hell of a show for you. Uh, fellas, let's go around the room, man. How you guys doing? What's going on, Mr. Everything? Man, I am good, man. I'm good. We survived that little storm that came through right now. Just uh, getting ready for the wrestling weekend. And those Mario coins, man, that's it. What about you, brother? Oh, man. Uh, it's been pretty good for me, man. I got a lot of good things going on. I actually got to go to Carolina uh, within the, the next uh, week or so, uh, starting some new ventures there. And, uh, you know, Podcast is doing great. Uh, man, I'm just excited about life right now. It's a, I'm in a beautiful place. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. LP, what's happening with you, my brother? Not much, man. Same old, same old, man. You know, trying to make 15 cents to get a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. You always get that dollar. You understand me, Jack? Trying, man. Trying. I need more dollars. More dollars. I get I a know, dollar. That's right. I know that's right. <laughs> well, uh, Best Dev Nation, welcome to the show. Uh, it is Wednesday, uh, so you know we have to go over the events from Friday uh, for SmackDown and also from Monday Night Raw. Uh, it's been a couple of things going on in the wrestling world, and like I always say, it's hot right now uh, when it comes to wrestling. So, ladies and gentlemen, and fellas, you know we got to do it every single week. It's hot topics. Listen, part of a great wrestler, right, is having a good entrance. Would you all, would you all agree with that? Absolutely. Uh, yes. Mr. Everything, I've seen your entrance, sir. You have one hell of an entrance. Oh, uh, thank you. I, uh, most of it all the people, especially the women, get they get all in the fields, especially when they see superstar room come out with you. Or if you come out by yourself, man, you're shining in all your glory. You, you so, had to bring up superstar room. Yeah, listen, man, he's your boy. I got to bring him up. He's a part of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying, in general, you guys have one hell of an entrance that. Uh, people enjoy, and soon as you guys come out, or as soon as you come out, uh, the emotions for people immediately go into your direction. You know what I mean? Uh, let me ask you a question. How, how important is it to have a great entrance for your character? Uh, I've always heard that if the fans aren't reacting from your entrance, they're not going to react to anything you're doing in the ring. Um, the entrance mm -hmm. is what makes and breaks you, so uh, if know who you are from the minute that the music hit. I mean, think about it. When KO debuted on NXT or Raw or when he did the War Games and his music hit, you immediately, the crowd went crazy. I mean, we could think, we could talk about so many great entrances of 
wrestling history and we know as soon as that music hit we don't got to see the individual or whatever as soon as that music hits it's a wrap we already know what's going down it's very important it is the the uh the pinnacle of your show it is the pinnacle of the show um i I would agree with you sir uh some of my favorite wrestlers were my favorite wrestlers because they had a great entrance uh and i believe that certain wrestlers i get hyped when i go to a live show you know i'm looking for uh drew mcintyre music and the bad pipe hit you know what i'm saying when the usos come out i'm like i'm bouncing in the crowd day one ish you know what i'm saying i'm I'm going off you know what i'm saying in in the crowd um my one of my favorite interests of all time is dwayne the rock johnson when when you hear if you smell what the rock is cooking, you're losing your mind. Mm-hmm. Just like when you hear the breaking of the glass for Stone Cold Steve Austin, you're losing your mind. Heartbreak kid, you're losing your mind. I think The Undertaker has the best entrance Absolutely. of all time. Absolutely. In any in any industry. <laughs> in no any, argument. Uh, no listen. Which, which Undertaker? He, he got oh. a lot all of them. All of them. As they say in the country, all of them. All of them. You know? Um, so, with that being said, I have to uh, scale it down from the greats. Uh, and I'm just going to mention someone who has received their entrance. Their, their, uh, their entrance back and with a little bit more glitz and glamour to it. Shotzi on uh, SmackDown has her tank back. If you guys are not familiar with uh, Shotzi, she came from NXT. Her entrance, she comes in this little, it looks like a uh, a little, you know, them, when you were a kid and you you had them little cars that you would get in that your parents would buy you the little the big wheel cars, you know what I'm saying? The, the electric cars that, you know, yeah, that's what that is. It's a tank, but it's it's like one of those little cars. Um, and they put some some bells and whistles on her new entrance, so she get they gave her a tank back. Her her music hits with the tank. The crowd got excited. I can see the crowd getting excited. And now she has some pyro because when the tank automatically just shoots off fireworks and it's a great interest. Mm-hmm. And it really put a lot of steam behind Shotzi. Uh, LP, let me go to you, brother. How do you feel uh, about Shotzi? And I, I know, I'm not sure if you're too familiar with Shotzi's tank and her entrance, uh, but speaking to interests in general, how important do you think it is to have a really good interest? Oh, yeah, I mean, I agree with uh what Mr. Everything said. It's it's one of the best parts. It's what gets you, you know, what gets you excited. Uh, you know, even if even if the match is not gonna be good, that that's what gets you hyped up. And then the match got to be good, or you know, it it, it kind of lost its thing. I I don't know that much about her. I thought it was cool, but the the, the first thing I immediately say after is she about to lose. So I kind of felt like they kind of <laughs> gave it to her. But then they have a lose, you know what I'm saying? Like I kind of felt like they, I don't know. I I, I kind of felt like they took they away gave a little bit and then took it back. You know, that <laughs> wasn't that wasn't even a great match. That was just almost a squash, almost. 
So it was like, give her the taint, but let her beat up some, some random, so you could really feel the whole, you know, whole energy. Cause she was hyped. The crowd was hyped. I didn't, I didn't have. No, I thought it was the old DX taint. I didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> I thought Triple H was gonna be on the side of the taint when it came down there. But yeah, they. I, th- I thought, it, I thought it was a real cool injury. Though. I just wish she would have won to keep that momentum from. It. Yeah, building up momentum and then losing the match. I mean, it, it left a lasting impression on me because we're sitting here talking about it. You know, I could have been like, I don't really care about it. But it was something that was um, closely tied to her character. And it doesn't make sense. But it's just, it's just, she's, she's a ball of energy. And I think giving her certain elements, for instance, Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross now has his interest back. He has all the bells and whistles, the smoke, his wife making all them funny faces. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and and him really, I guess, having the spotlight shine, shining on him to make him larger than life. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Karrion Cross fan, but I do like his interest, you know. So having a great entrance does leave a lasting impression on the crowd. For instance, Bobby Lashley. Now he has the podium that he stands on, and he he shows himself like like a like a strong man. You know, what I mean, a strong man would. Those those drums on Bobby's is, is off chain. I like I like that. Yeah, Tiffany drums when they come in. That's that's a pretty good. Doom, 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 doom. Bobby has a great entrance. Yeah. So uh, when you hear Brock's music hit, you're losing your mind. I don't care who, who you are, if you're a real fighting fan. Uh, but I think the great entrances really uh, bring the character, uh, make them well-rounded, I would say. You know, you know who I think has, if Undertaker is number one, I would probably say they may have number two of the entrance that fit that character the most. When Bray Wyatt, that? when Bray Wyatt used to come out and everybody pulled their phones out and it looked like fireflies to go along with his character, you can't tell me no other interest that was better than that. I, before I, when I first seen that, I was like, "Yo, <laughs> that you got was chills, you know." <laughs> yeah, you got to put that up there with the Undertaker's. Like his that 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 right there was like to me one of the best of all time. Mm-hmm. Especially people to participate. You know, by holding their, their phones up and all that, like yo, that was that was crazy. Mm-hmm. For a second, while we're on the man Bray Wyatt, <sighs> do you think the White Rabbit codes all the little secretive messages behind the scenes? Do you think this is Bray Wyatt and? Do you want to see Bray Wyatt and his characters back on the roster? Right back on the show. Let me shoot that LP real quick. I I want to see it back because his his character was the best thing that was going on at that at one point in time. Like they had nothing else going on but the fire fun with the for the fire firehouse, whatever you call it. That and the whole <laughs> Firefly Funhouse, yeah, yeah, in every hit. That whole that whole thing was like the best thing they had going on. Um, I just think they ruined it. Like, I don't, I don't want them to come back 
and they ruined it. Like, but for him to come back, he got to go for a title. He can't come back and be, he can't be a mid carder. He can't be nothing else. But they got to, if they bring him back, they got to work their way up to him uh, to getting a title. That's why they got to split these belts up because everybody can't keep on going for one. He can't, everybody can't keep on going wrong. They got to split these belts up. Well, that's I heard that they just hired a, a famed uh, horror and Hollywood writer to work alongside some of the talent. I was thinking that talent might be Bray because he needs somebody strong to be able to write some really good content for him. Uh, Mr. Everything, what do you think about Bray uh, possibly being back uh, in the WWE ring? If if this is Bray Wyatt, then let it be. Uh, I think I think the fans are trying to decipher things so much that they can't even sit back and enjoy what they're watching. It's like it's like going to the movies to a Marvel movie and talking about, oh well, I I I I I know this is um Black Panther's mother. This is Black Panther's mother is going to be the next Black Panther, and, and and oh no no no, it's his sister. Like just sit back and and, and enjoy the movie. Be surprised. Like nobody wants to be surprised anymore. Everybody was like, "Oh, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out before it happens." And I'm gonna be the one that said, "Yeah, I told you. I told you it was him." Just sit back, relax. Let's enjoy it. Let's all be surprised together. If it is gonna be Bray and and Cameron Cross and uh, uh, Braun and and Scarlett and and uh, Dexter Loomis, if it's gonna be all five of them, six of them, however many numbers it is, it's gonna complete the whole Firefly Fortin House. You can't say that three times fast. But if it's gonna be all of them completing this whole thing, making it all realistic, let it happen. It's gonna happen organically. If sitting back trying to figure it out, it's like it. Nothing. It's no excitement to it anymore. It's like oh, okay, well, I knew this was gonna happen because everybody kept saying, "Hey, this this person, this is this person." Just let's 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 sit back and be surprised together. Hmm. I want to see Bray back. But if Bray is back, that poses a threat to everybody at the top of the mountain. Absolutely. Um, Bray Wyatt is a great. I loved his character, man. I love the fiend. I really want to see more come from. I really wanted to see more come from the fiend character. And I think we have that coming up soon if he comes back you know for right now it's just rumors uh little birdie is floating around saying that he might be coming back at extreme rules mm. if that happens i am losing my mind I, think? I am recording it and you guys will see it because i am a Bray Wyatt fan i think he's the second coming of the undertaker character in a lot but of I ways and, and least, with, you saying that, with you saying that, I need. I think it needs to be Survivor Series. He what? He gonna show up on somebody's team? No, he needs to just show up. He needs to just show up. I don't know. Let it. Let it be. If it's if he's going for a title, let it be after or during the Roman Reigns match. This. This is. This is my idea. If we bring Bray back, right? And let's say we need to give Roman some month, some time off because everybody's been talking about how he's going to take some time off. What's the best way to give him give him some time off? Make him disappear some kind of way. <laughs> Let Bray come back, appear in the ring, scare the hell out of Roman Reigns. Lights cut off. 
there's no more Roman Reigns. Where did he go? Now the 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 bloodline has to figure out what happened to Roman and how do we keep things going? How they keep things going? Well, now main event J has to step up and be main event J. But he can't do that because he has all this uh animosity with Sami Zayn. Now you got three storylines going on as everybody's gonna be invested in. And we're like, man, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen next week. And all, all the while, everybody's still trying to figure out what happened to Roman Reigns. That's a you know what? I wouldn't be mad at that. And that's a that's a great a great transition into our next hot topic, which is the Jay Uso. Versus Sami Zayn beat. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you guys have been paying attention to it, but if you have, I know you have. Um, there was a segment where right after uh, a match, Sammy and Solo are walking down the hallway towards the Bloodlines locker room. Mm-hmm. They get to the door. Jey Uso pops out. Sami Zayn is like, Jay, what do you do here? He said, I'm just coming here to support my little brother. Right? So he lets his little brother in the room, Solo Sakura, stop Sammy. Right? Looks at Sammy and said, you know, he got up in his face. He, he had a little, he had the angle on his hand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you want to disrespect somebody, you this coach is slapping them, but you got restraint. Your pimp hand got restraint. So he held the hand at cock to the side and looked Sammy dead in his face and said, hey, you got everybody food out here. You got everybody and their mama food, even my family. But if you mess up this family, I will get you. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Sammy was like, hey, man. <laughs> Ain't no beef here. We on the same team. I'm just trying to go into our locker room. But if you got a problem with it, he showed him the shirt. You can take it up with the tribal chief. And walked in the room. This segment is setting up something. And I, I want, I want yeah, to go around the room to get your thoughts on this. It's almost like a prediction. And with our uh, with our uh, prediction about to happen for Extreme Rules. I'm going to go to the genie real quick. The genie knows all. Genie! LP, what do you think is going on with this storyline between the bloodline? I'm going to tell y'all exactly what's about to happen. He's going to challenge Sammy to a match, and whoever loses has to leave the bloodline. That is where they are headed. I think he's going to lose to Sammy. And he's going to be forced out or have to leave the bloodline. Where it goes from there, I'm not sure. But this is, this is definitely uh, headed toward them wrestling. And whoever loses got to leave the bloodline. Mm. It ain't going, it can't go nowhere else. It can, where, where else can it go? It can't go nowhere. He, they can't keep on doing it because it's, it's getting kind of old as it is, but they can't. They can't keep on doing. It. They gotta have an outcome. They keep on. Everybody know he don't like them. Sammy's up to something. He's gonna. He's the one that's gonna end up getting beat and leave, and show back up later on or something. 
Hey, that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna wrestle Sammy. From we got a comment from the best damn nation. Uh, comment says, since I converted to wrestling, I have always seen through Sami Zayn's BS. He is smarter than everyone. He is up to something, and no one will see it coming. Mister Everything. Do you think Sami Zayn is up to some funny business? What do you think is going on within the bloodline? Absolutely. I've been telling you guys, man. It, that's exactly what, where it's going. Um, Sami is going to be that Trojan horse in the bloodline. He's going to be the reason why they break apart. Now, I do like LP's thought process in this. If they do have that match where one of them has to lead the bloodline, it makes it very interesting if Jay has to leave. Because they're still tag team champions. How do you work that? Does Jay have to drop one, let release the belt? And if he does, who go to? Sami Zayn. No, wait, wait. That sounds good. But it's going to happen when Sami causes them to lose the tag team belts. That's a way out of that. You can't, you, he can't just leave and you get Sami the belt. That wasn't. Now it is WWE. They do do dumb stuff, but yeah. <laughs> but you know we've seen worse. But I think it would be better. I think it would be better for them to have a fallout. Him, him, and Sammy get in some kind of altercation, causing them to lose the belts, and then they go. Uh, I don't know when did that do. Do they even have a? They only got a match. Extreme rules. I don't think do they. Do they got a match? The Usos aren't uh, wrestling. No, they do not. I'm going to give a rundown of uh, all the matches for Extreme Rules because we got to give our predictions uh, for Saturday's show. We have another comment from the Best Damn Nation. Uh, it says, what if Sammy and Solo Sokoa take the tag team belts from Jay and Jimmy? Hmm. That is interesting. That, that is that interesting. Uh, a little, a little, a little tension within the bloodline that that'll cause a lot of tension. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, what you thinking, LP? What you think about that I, comment? I think I, I, it's, it's interesting, but would they still stay in the bloodline? Like they can't take the belts for them and still stay. It ain't like they're doing survival of the fittest. So yeah, <laughs> that will be interesting. That will be that. I, I could kind of see that maybe playing into what I was saying. Maybe a tag team turmoil match for like four tag teams or something like that. But I don't, I don't know. I think with Sakura just getting in the bloodline, I don't see. I don't know. It's it's kind of that's that's interesting though. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. That is interesting. That'll that'll really uh, make a storyline uh, really juicy. And those are the type of storylines that I want to see. Something that that can challenge. The wrestlers and their acting ability, and to see where the writers can go with it. I think if if the writers and I know we spoke about some of the writing with NWWE and how we want to see the the writing get better because you know we oh. love stories and we're old school wrestlers and we come from that uh, that storyline based wrestling scene, you know. So I think that if if it's, it's going to be interesting, Mister Everything. Since you just pop back in, what do you what do you think uh, if if Sammy and Solo Sokoa took the belts away from Jimmy and Jay? Oh, 
I don't even think he can hear yet. <laughs> he over there. He oh, like okay. he's trying to nah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say let's just say he agree with me for right now. He'll look, he'll look. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you, you know I gotta ask him after that because you know sometimes you be saying some wild stuff, boy. But I, you know I think he will agree with you. I think that that will will be an interesting storyline. Uh, that's a real telenovela. I think that you know it causes a little bit of friction, more friction within the bloodline. Um, I don't want to see them break up right now. I hate when they start just start something and then it starts to get a little good and then they completely change it. <clears throat> Hurt business. So I don't know how long, how long the bloodline been a bloodline? Probably about what a year and some change now? About a year and some change. About yeah. About, about, about a year. Yeah. Well, year. Um but they haven't been they, they've been dominant as a faction um since the inception. And I, I like I said, I still think that the the Roman Reigns and Jay Uso storyline was probably one of the best storylines that I've seen in, in the last couple of years. So I would love to see maybe, you know, saying something going on. I would love to see Solo and Roman maybe in the ring together at some point. That guy's not ready. Roman now, I you know I ain't the biggest Roman fan. Roman would smash him. He I'm I'm not <laughs> impressed. I'm not impressed by Solo. I think he's the You're not impressed by Solo? I think he's the weakest out of out of the squad. What? He's not, he's not better than he's not better than Jimmy and Jay. He's not better than Roman. He's not better than Sammy. Where's okay, he better, he, better, he better than Paul Heyman. Okay, so Paul Heyman's at the bottom. Tim, <laughs> you talking about in-ring ability or are you talking about on the microphone? Now, on the microphone, I agree with you. On the microphone, he's still learning. Um, he's, he's, he's really – he doesn't have any dialogue, really. Okay. You know, that's why pairing him with Sammy was, a, was is such a good pairing. And it seems odd, but it's not. Let's, let's Sammy do this. is really great all around. Let's rank him. From from the top to the bottom, bloodline members. You're right. If you, okay, so all right. Uh, are we talking about the whole entire family? All the Samoans? Are we just talking no, about bloodline. the ones that's currently wrestling now? Bloodline. bloodline. All right. So we got Roman J. Hold on. Roman J. Jimmy. No. Mm. Yeah, keep going. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to do this. I'm not sure if you guys agree with me, but if we're ranking the bloodline members, I'm going Roman, Sammy, Jay, Jimmy, and Solo. I might get some slack for that. I might get some slack for that. But I am sorry, sir. Why you drink the water like that? Sammy Zang, wait, Sammy Zang gets a pop. Sammy is good. Sammy's great. Sammy, Sammy is great at carrying on storylines. Sammy is the only person that I know could have had a match with Johnny. What's his name? Uh, no, we're not from doing from that. Jackass. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're not Johnny Knoxville. I don't care what you say. That was probably one of the best matches at some at, at WrestleMania. We're not doing that. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. That damn trap didn't even work. The final thing. Yeah, it don't matter. The whole match was funny. And I know y'all laughed at. 
laugh. I know y'all laughed at it because I laughed at it. I said that. And and when he got slammed by we man, was that were you not entertained? No. Were you not entertained, sir? No. I was not. Not at all. Oh man. Um. Okay. So let me let me hear some of y'all rankings then. How would you rank the bloodline, LP? I got I got Roman, Jimmy, Jay, Sammy, and then Solo at the bottom. Now Sammy is good, but I'm since he been we talking about bloodline, Sammy. Sammy ain't, Sammy ain't really been throwing them, them great matches out since he's been in the he matches been all right. Bloodline, you know how you know how to you know how to anime the bad guy is super strong, then he joined a good guy team, he get nerfed. Sammy been nerfed since he been in the bloodline. So right now, Sammy is dropped. You just where do you where do you rank the bloodline members currently right now? How do you rank? He just called Sammy Zane Vegeta. Like you're not gonna do that. <laughs> um, I would have to say, yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Brian. It had to be Roman, Sammy, Jay, Jimmy, and then Solo. Mainly because Solo is very new. We haven't seen him really do anything. He ain't really been in no no really tough matches on TV. I have to say that on TV, house shows. I mean, he had a match with uh with Sheamus, um, but I think it was a six man though. I don't think it was a one on one. But we just got to see. We got we got to get the man time. Give the man time, LP. Give him a little bit of time. I'm just, I'm time. just he a young boy, man. Give him time to pop his cherry. You know what I'm saying? He got he still got the really happy great matches. The announcers be hyping him up pretty, pretty, pretty. Hey, doing a little too much. You know, so I understand the bloodline. But one of my biggest things to a bloodline, they need to lose every now and then. They can't keep on winning every time they wrestle. Like, you want your team to look good, but you don't want it to be like, even the Undertaker will catch some L's every time. The Rock, Stone Cold, even, all the greats. But Solo Sokoa can't lose a match? Come on, man. But well, at least not winning clean though. At least he's not winning clean. There's always some asterisk next to the yeah. Wrist. Yeah, but that last heel. That last match that he that he won, come on, man. That was a good match. Like that match deserved to be done without no extra stuff. But then come on, man. And he need a real finishing move. That is the damn rock bottom. Get out of here with that bull crap. That is it's, the rock it bottom. Is a spinning, is it a spinning solo, sir? That's the name of the move. The Rock has never picked somebody up from one side and spun him around and rock bottom him on the other side. It's a bookend. I like that's the bookend, but Booker T used to do. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's Samoa. Well, listen, you gotta think. A lot of Samoans have the same move set, though. You know what I'm saying? A lot, especially in their family, a lot of them have the same move set. A Uranagi is the rock bottom. Roman does a Uranagi. You know what I'm saying? Rakishi did a Uranaki. Hey, hey, is it me or does Solo kind of mimic everybody's move in the family? He's got Umaga's heel kick. He's got the 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 hip attack from Rakishi. He's got the the rock bottom. I think he's he's really mimicking everybody. Everything but a stink face. Ain't nobody. Ain't none of them doing the stink. Ain't nobody doing the stink face. <laughs> <laughs> already, already. Maybe, maybe Sammy might do the stink face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think if Sammy get if Sammy did the stink face, he would be in Rakishi's good graces. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? But ain't nothing like 
I've, I've never liked seeing this, somebody take the stink face. Uh, now that would you know what I mean? If you in in Radio Land, I know we got fans on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, and Pandora. If you've never seen the stink face, it is a horrible move in which a man that is more than four hundred pounds in a sumo outfit pulls the thong up and rubs his ass in another man's face. Derriere puts his derriere. Excuse me, derriere. Behind, <laughs> as they would say in the country, uh, hind pops in another man's face. It was horrible every time I watched it, uh, but it was a highly entertaining move. And Vince McMahon would punish people <laughs> and make them take the sting face, mm -hmm. i.e., Lita was the only female. No, she wasn't the only female, but she was one of the females that took the sting face. Definitely got it before, too. Stephanie got it too. Yeah, Stephanie got it too. I think uh -huh. everybody. I think I think everybody but the major stars. I never seen the Undertaker, Stone Cold, nor the Rock. Or oh, I think I think Kurt Angle even had one. But them three, yeah. I don't think I've never seen them three. Like Undertaker, like you could forget that mess right there. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no four hundred pound man gonna rub his butt in my face. I'm on live TV. My kids is watching. My mama and him. I can't have that. You know, that's a lot better than rock band. <laughs> man, that that was an absolutely horrible move. But I haven't seen you're right. I haven't seen anybody take on the mantle of the stink face other than females. I've seen female female wrestlers do it. Vince McMahon uh, was that Vince McMahon took it a couple times. Vince did take it. Yeah. Oh man, and and the rocks he puts his head all the way up there, Jack. <laughs> He saw what Rikishi ate that day. I'm serious. He... <laughs> oh man, he he pushed his head down there in his stomach. So it's you know, uh that was a horrible move, but it was so entertaining back then. I don't know if you can do something like that now. Uh, I know one wrestler that might pick a move like that up, and he's in NXT. Um, he goes. I cannot remember his name, but he goes by the, uh, the by the super diva. Uh, I'm gonna look it up again. But um, he get fired? they talking about he got fired recently, not too long ago. I don't know who you talking. About. I don't know him, but I remember seeing a picture of some guy that got fired, and I looked at his stuff. He was like he like flamboyant, right? Like, yeah, kind of flamboyant. Yeah, flamboyant yeah. style, almost like Devotee Dream. Um, yeah, got fired. Oh. Uh, okay. I I gotta go look that up. Uh, best damnation. If you got time, check that out. See if your boy got fired. Um, I I cannot remember his name, but it's on the tip of my tongue. I can almost take it, but it's gonna come to me. Uh, so let's move on. Um, this past Monday, and look, I'm gonna have to shoot this over to to Mister Everything. Uh, because this was my personal match of the week, but. I, I'm I'm going to show it, and uh, Mr. Everything, I hope you agree with me on this. But uh, it's time for Mr. Everything's match of the week. All right, All ladies right. and gentlemen, it is time for the match of the week. And I don't have one this week. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I, I really don't have one. Nothing really stuck out to me this week. 
Uh, everything was just pretty much everybody was just kind of just going through the motions, and I guess they're just kind of saving their body for extreme rules, which I understand. I totally understand. I completely understand. So I don't have a match of the week because nobody's really stuck out to me, Joe. But Brian, you have one. Let's hear it. I think I have one that that sticks out in my mind, and there was a lot of matches uh, this, over the last week. But Bobby versus Mustafa Ali for you tonight for the United States Championship on Monday Night Raw was a very interesting match. First, it started backstage. Bobby Lashley was doing an interview, and he was talking about how long that he's had the belt. He's had the belt for over three months, I believe. So during the interview, Mustafa Ali said, "Hey, I want to step up." Bobby looked at him and said, hey, I'll make sure you, I see you grinding. I see you working hard. I'll make sure that you get a title shot when the time is right. Bobby turns back around. Mustafa Ali grabs him, pulls him away. He said, hey, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. Bobby looks at him and say, hey, you guys are getting way too comfortable disrespecting me. <laughs> he had disrespect with Sam Rollins. He had disrespect with a lot of young stars, even Matt Riddle. So Bobby had to check him and like, hey, all y'all young cats, y'all y'all have a real problem with disrespect. Do you know who I am? So him and Bobby had a back and forth. Bobby said, I'll meet you in the ring. They had the match starts. He drugged Mustafa Ali all the way around that ring, inside ring. He beat the hell out of that boy. But I was impressed with Mustafa Ali's resilience, his heart, and he really got the fans behind him because we can remember not too long ago, he was uh, dressed in all black, with black eye makeup with retribution doing absolutely nothing <laughs> but, but tearing up the building. So mm. um, I like this Mustafa Ali. Um, he's trying to turn babyface, and I think that this match on Monday really helped solidify him as a babyface character on the show. Uh, I think Bobby showed a lot of respect for Mustafa Ali because the kid got heart, man, and the boy can go. I'm not sure if you've seen his social media pages, but when he in, he's in the ring, he can go. And he really needs somebody like a ricochet. He needs more matches like that to be able to show showcase his skills. You know, he, he needs smaller wrestlers. But it was good to see him against Bobby. Bobby looked dominant as the champion until the end of the match. Seth Rollins came in and blindsided Bobby and gave him a stomp. Then put the belt in front of him. Bobby got up, all feeble, hurting, never stomp, <laughs> uh, and laid Bobby Lashley out. And then they transitioned into the Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins feud. But I would be remiss to say that match didn't have a lot of heart. It was good. Uh, I was rooting for Mustafa Ali during that match, even though I'm a Bobby fan and, and Bobby tried to show restraint. The kid slapped him in the face. Bobby hooked up, picked him up, did the spinning uh, 
What is it? When he hit the pole? <laughs> it looked like an F5. But when he hit the pole, his whole body spin around, flipped, flipped him like a pizza. <laughs> flipped him like pizza, though. Just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, Mustafa Ali, man, I, I give, I applaud him uh, for that match. And Bobby looks strong. And I think he's setting up for Bobby versus Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw next week. Uh, so, Mr. Everything, I got you covered, sir. You're right. It wasn't. It was a lot of good, decent matches that was setting up because you know Extreme Rules is about to happen. Uh, so I, I, I can totally understand. I had a hard time. Like, okay, I can't really see what match I would choose as match of the week. But that one had heart, and I love matches that have heart. And like I said, Mustafa Ali can go, but Bobby, you know, I think he did wonders for both uh, fighters in the ring. So that would be my matches weeks. Well, with that being said, it's a lot of moments that happen in wrestling. And sometimes we have to go to the genie. And LP, tell us what your best damn wrestling moment is. Uh, both shows were kind of like, yeah. I guess the best moment, I would say this week, even though it was already a similar moment that the guys already did was the the one on one with Riddle and uh and Seth. They really added a little bit more. I mean, I hated the pre-recorded uh <laughs> uh cut in by your boy, this referee, and that was lame as hell. But the them going back and forth again, even though they were saying similar stuff, I like the fact that they couldn't touch each other. That kind of made it a little bit uh a little bit more spicier. I, but I, I really think that probably was like the best moment. Um that stood out. Being this, I think one thing that WWE doesn't do well now is when they got a go home show before a pay per view, everybody that's feuding need to have something going on, and I I think they often don't do that. But I really think they did a good job, you know, trying to show in the little pit they making the pit, and you know, kind of how they used to do it back in the days when they you know they got a specialized match. But I and I, yeah. I don't think they really did it with nobody else. Like none of the other matches really to me really got a. A proper send off. So I thought I thought that was pretty good. I, I thought that was what's what made that the best moment. Yeah. Um the set versus Matt Riddle. They went personal with it again. Uh, very Seth Rollins had said some things to Matt Riddle referring to him going home and spending time with his kids and then say, Hey, oh sorry, you can't you don't have the kids anymore. And then he said, you need this job. You need to do this uh, this show because child support is extremely expensive now. He was going for the juggler. Yeah, he was doing a little too much. He was going, he was going for the juggler. You're talking about the man family, his, his, his new divorce, his, his kids, man. He went super personal with it. And then Matt Riddle turned around and said, you know, how does it, in a way, how does it feel that you've never, and I'm paraphrasing, how does it feel that you've never main evented Man. WrestleMania, but your, your wife has? Put some smoke on it. Boy, you can see the steam coming out of Seth Rollins, because I know that that bothers him. And then he said, Seth Rollins, you come number two to Roman Reigns, you come number two to your old wife, Becky Lynch. And on Saturday, you're going to come 
second to me. Man, that was some good dialogue. Here's, here's my good issue. Fingers. Here's my issue with all that. If these dudes don't go in that ring and beat the crap out of each other, all that talk is gonna be worth nothing. Now I know they got Daniel Kamir as the the guest enforcer or ring referee or whatever. Yeah, wow. guest referee, the enforcer, the enforcer. Uh Daniel Comier. Yeah, nobody legendary <laughs> UFC fighter. Whatever. He, he was like, even he was like, if y'all don't know who I am, no, most of them people don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, you stand like that, like they got Colin McGregor or so or, or John Jones. Like y'all got, he's a great, he was a great UFC fighter, but unless you watch UFC, he looked like, like somebody's uncle. He looked like yeah. one of my uncles. You know what I'm saying? It was like, is that my uncle Larry? No, that's you know, <laughs> but. Daniel Comia is is a is a, a legendary UFC fighter. I think it's great that he is refereeing in the sense this type of match. I'm not sure what his referee ability is, but I'm pretty sure he knows some stuff. Um, he's done commentary before, so you know I know he knows how how a, a match like this is supposed to go. But essentially, it's a no holds barred, two level cage match. And the only way that you can win this pit match is by submission or knockout. Is this this is going to be, as JR would say, a slobber knocker. Is this I'm the same with uh, Matt Riddle and, um, and Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah. Matt Riddle has been in this match before. Yeah, so he knows what to expect. Right. Um, this is a match, I believe it was formulated in, in NXT. Which is another, you know, NXT is again bleeding onto main roster with some of these innovative matches. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see this fight pit match. And while we're talking about it, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, our last hot topic of the night, gentlemen. Um, while we at it, I have to go over extreme rules and extreme rules predictions. Okay. Uh, so. For Stream Rules on Saturday, we have Bianca Belair versus Bailey in the first ever women's ladder match for the title. We also have Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan in an Extreme Rules match. We have the bro, Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins and a fight pit match. And then we go over to SmackDown. We have Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross and a strap match. We also have Edge versus Finn Balor in an I quit match. It's going to be interesting. And then last but not least, we have the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a good old-fashioned Danny Brook match. Fellas, are you excited about any of these matches? And what do you think is going to be match of the night? Well, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a side with LP today. We ain't, we ain't heard nothing about no bloodline having no matches. Nobody from the bloodlines is, is fighting this weekend? No? That's, that's what we're doing? 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um, if I'm gonna go personally for me, I think the match that I'm I'm really it's okay. It's a couple matches that I'm excited to see. But it's two mainly that I'm so excited to really check out. It's the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in the Danny Brook match. And if you haven't heard of a Danny Brook match or know what a Danny Brook match is, uh, hold on. I have to point out that Mr. Everything's face is frozen. He looks like Ray Charles right now in this picture. <laughs> he looks like, like, like the black version of Simple Jack from uh, Thomas <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh man, oh, bro, we gotta get some better in there. I'm telling you, but <laughs> I need you to photograph. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad he went out. I, you know, I can be a jerk sometimes. I point out the obvious. I'm sorry, uh, but a Danny Brook match is really an extreme rules match. That's all it is. So this Danny Brook match is a, is that's happening is a, a three on three with the Brawling Brutes, which is Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch versus Imperium, uh, led, led by Gunther, Ludwig, and my man Giovanni Vinci. So that's that's going to be a really brutal match. I think they're going to go at it. I think we're going to see some – I love brawlings, man. I love, like, some good brawlers. And Imperium, with their style, their cream crisp, crispness and – and uh, coordinated violence versus the brawling brutes. Uh, are you excited for this match, LP? I know you're an Imperium fan. Yeah, I think I think it'd be good. I think that all these matches that's in this lineup have potential to be good, but there's one key element that if they do not have, I'm not gonna like none of them. And that key element is R E. The red blood. If they don't have blood in some of these matches, it's not going to make no sense whatsoever. I noticed that I think I've seen two people bleed recently. I think Austin Theory or I think Austin Theory. I want to say with Austin Theory and Seth Rollins. <clears throat> Seems like I remember them bleeding a little bit during during something the last couple of weeks. I can't, and I may be wrong, but it was like two people. Uh, but, Seth but, Rollins got busted open. He hit his head on the stairs, metal stairs. He had to get stitches. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but they gotta have, they gotta have blood if they really want to sell this. And I know that they slowly getting away from the PG thirteen with saying little curse words or whatever. But for this pay per view, it has to. The only match that don't necessarily have to have blood is the ladder match. But when you got people beating people in the head with shillelaghs and cages and and uh, kendo sticks and bats. It gotta be. It got. It got. It gotta be. Blood is what made Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was yeah. popular, but it wasn't until she got busted open by uh, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. That skyrocketed Becky Lynch. Yeah, it so did. they got to have. If uh, I, I thought that uh, I could have thought less of Bliss challenging somebody. Well. I thought she challenged somebody too. Uh, she just challenged somebody recently on on Monday Night Raw. She challenged uh, El Shirai. They actually okay. had a really good match. Yeah, okay. I was I was thinking that she challenged by the pay per view, but so you know, I thought maybe she'll go to her dark side or whatever. 
But yeah, I, I really think I think all these matches got potential to be the top match. But if it's not a uh, if it's not really extreme, I really think Bianca and Bailey probably gonna steal the show because the women have often stole the show from the men. When the men yeah. is having all these men got regular matches. They don't. They had the only match with like super dynamic. So I, I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I know that Bianca Belair and Bailey has potential to steal the show for, for sure, especially for the women. I'm more excited. That's the only women's match that I'm excited to see. I'm not really that excited to see Liv versus Ronda. Uh, I think we all agree that Ronda should take the belt. But Liv is showing herself to be a good babyface. And uh, and against all eyes, underdog, even as the champion. You know, it's not a lot of times where the champion comes in and they're the underdog in the actual match. But Bailey versus Bianca Belair really does have the potential to take over the card. I know that the fight pit match between Seth and Matt Riddle is going to be freaking awesome. Uh, the Karrion Cross versus Drew Strap match, I just want to see somebody get whipped, you know. It's, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, but is, am I excited for it? Not really. Not really. I, I know they're going to, it's going to be a brutal match, but I'm telling and then the Edge versus Finn, I quit, could really mean something new for Edge. You know what I mean? If, if, I just hope that he doesn't get hurt too bad. I just hope that, you know, he doesn't get injured, man, and Finn takes care of him during this match, even though I know it's going to be a tough match because I know Edge is going to do something to try to give us that wild moment and try to take over the show. Does he need to at this point? I'm not yeah. sure. I'm I always, think. like we, we said before, we always kind of cringy when Edge gets in the ring because, you know, just one wrong move and that's it. That's I think, it. I think they need to light the table on fire and let Edge go through it. Send him home. For Edge to light a ta- for Edge to light a table on fire. And who's going to take the bump? Edge or Finn? Edge. Let Edge take the bump. Let Finn send him on home. Gotta be that. No. So you want the man with the infused, the triple infused neck. <laughs> That's damn near 50 to take a burning table, to go through a burning table. He's he's done worse. All right. He's done worse since he's been back. Why not? Yeah, you got a point. Nah, he ain't got to go out like that. Trying to send him, trying to kill him. Going out like that though. Now, I, I think have... that's that's a young man thing. I think fans should take that bump, you know, through the table. But I yeah, think it, if Edge it, does take a bump like that, it has to be safe enough for us to believe that he's hurting then him to really go through the damn table. So I think know, it, we'll see. But the I quit match is going to be. I don't really see neither one of them really quitting. I can see Judgment Day coming in and interfering in the match. I mean, if you think about it, everything that they put Edge through, it's you got to go to an extreme. Everything they put him through, and he keeps coming back, you have to go to an extreme to make him make people say, "All right, he's not coming back." Yeah. There's nothing else. Um, for him to, what else? What else is he? What else is there for him to do? There's nothing else for him to do. He's not getting no title shots. There's no real storylines for him. What else is there for him to do? Whoa, 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 whoa. What you're not going to do is come down on edge like that. 
If you want to say, if you want to say, what else is what else can Edge do? You can say that about half the damn roster. Half the roster ain't got no storylines, nor do they got a bet. What are they gonna do with a judgment day after all of this? Let's and let's talk about it. You know what? I give Finn Balor props because Finn Balor has actually gotten better on the mic since he's been in a judgment day. Like he still man, he he had just, a big bar. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He, he, you can tell he still ain't used to it, but the judgment day itself. Has potential, but again, they're not doing nothing with the jet. Even your boy Dom, he's not still hasn't done one thing yet. Ray Mysterio pisses me off every week. If anybody need to go, need to be Ray Mysterio. Let Dom beat the hell out of Ray Mysterio and send Ray Mysterio home. He already said I'm not your. He's not my daddy. <laughs> he should have said it with Eddie. I thought he was gonna say. I thought he was gonna say Eddie is my father, but he didn't do it. He had a chance. Well, let's talk about it, LP, real quick. Uh, and I know last week we we brought up the subject. Do you believe in that Dominic has changed for the better by joining Judgment Day? And we all say that we want to see more from Dominic. He did it again, LP. <laughs> he got down on his knees in front of his daddy during the match. You see, hit me. Come on, daddy. Hit me. And Ray fell for it. I'm not going to hit you, mijo. I'm not going to do it. And got into the ring and got the, and got demolished again. It's, it's, uh, it's, no, I'm sorry. He didn't get into the ring. He got he got beat up so bad. And then uh, AJ Styles, who was in the ring at the time, ended up got getting mad. Yeah. yeah. He ended up getting manhandled and pinned. At the end of that match between uh, the Judgment Day uh, and Ray Mysterio and AJ Styles. <sighs> Ray Mysterio comes begging for forgiveness again for another one of his friends. He's like, AJ, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You know, I he's just a kid. You know, I'm I'm sorry. And AJ was like, man, you were supposed to be there for me. And he ended up pushing them. Now, after he pushed Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio was like, all right, you want to be like that? Cool. And he left out the ring. As soon as he left out the ring, you saw AJ put his head down and say, damn. He he didn't want to do it. He kind of understood it. But, you know, the fact that he just lost again, (laughs) you know, kind of of rubbed him. And then Judgment Day got in the ring and proceeded to mollywop him as as Mr. Everything would say. He he got he got his ass handed to him, and I bet he wished that he just didn't do what he did a few seconds ago, uh, by kicking Rey Mysterio out of the ring. Um, so what what would Ray have done? I want to see more from Ray. I don't know what Ray looks super weak. You caught you said it, LP, and I ain't want to agree with you, but I kind of <laughs> agree with you. Ray Mysterio is looking weak. He's not looking like. The giant slayer of old. He's not he's not looking like that Ray Mysterio that would do dynamic things. All of his all of the things he does now is kind of you can kind of predict it, you know. But Ray Mysterio is still Ray Mysterio. I just want to see Ray Mysterio in a stronger light. And this storyline is making him look kind of kind of weak. I can't say go ahead and say what you're about to say. It's the worst father-son dynamic I've ever seen in wrestling. 
Like when it's fun. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. I've seen I've seen Dusty, I've seen Cody Rose go at his dad or you know, little stuff here and there. But this is the man beg every week. Like it's don't it don't even make no sense. And then he lead people to get jumped. Like, yeah, how you gonna lead somebody? And then too, Dom not even really participating in these beatdowns either. He's barely he's doing that bare minimum. I'm telling you, start paying attention to what Dom doing. I don't even know why they gave him a mic. I, when I saw them little bikes, I was like, why does Don got a mic? Why does what does Don gotta talk about? He has not had a match. He needs to be beating some other people in matches too. Like that's that's my whole problem with you know WWE right now. The writing is the worst. The writing was better when Vince was damn there. I said it. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. okay, all right. <laughs> well, he on that one. You know what I'm saying? I, I I'm a fan of the Vince McMahon. I'm a fan of Vince McMahon. Period. And I think that something that he was doing before, uh, which they changed since then, is he would have a, a a script and things that was set for that night, and he was famous for ripping it up right before they they went on and changing everything, and that really put people on pins and needles, but it also made a lot of the wrestlers better because they had to think on the fly and they had to remember what they, you know, had just been changed. So uh, under Vince Man, that was some great storylines. There was some doozers on some storylines too, LP. And you know I'm right. There was some there was some doozers. We got we got time. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word, but doozers. Huh? We got time for my rent. We got time for my rent. Go ahead. Cue, cue my, cue my intro. Cue, cue all my right, rant. All right, all right, all right. Little fellas and everybody, I'm scared now because LP has to threaten me in my life. Uh, so I have to go to it uh, before uh, the genie goes crazy. Uh, prepare yourself. Oh my LP. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my. God. All right, I'm gonna make this quick. <laughs> As I said earlier, the moment that old man Vince McMahon got put out of business, everybody was like, "Oh, it's the Triple H era! It's the Triple H era!" Blah blah, freaky blah. What has really happened since Triple H came back? All he do is bring all his NXT people to just stand around and not do damn jack. This is some of the worst writing I've ever seen. In the history, I need to put my damn, my damn light. I need to put this is some of the worst writing that I've ever seen in WWE. I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid. If you think I'm lying, break down every storyline. The damn bloodline is starting to look like the NWO. The bloodline going around threatening people. Oh, we're gonna jump y'all. We're gonna do all this. They starting to turn into the damn NWO with Roman being Hulk Hogan. Look at all these people Triple H bringing in. Triple H bringing in people on tanks. Dexter Loomis dropping out of the damn ceiling. Bringing in people I never even heard of. And what are they doing? Karrion Cross, he got a match. Who cares? What has Karrion Cross really done? It's who You even said you're not hyped about that match. Who that damn, who cares about Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre? Drew McIntyre should be fighting Roman Reigns again at the stream rules. Not no damn TikTok. TikTok, carry a damn cross. Triple H's reign is overhyped until I see them different. Triple H ain't done shit, but get hyped. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. Bleep it out if I can't get it. 
Triple H hasn't done a damn thing since he's been there, but bring his Triple H is like the black person to get a job and bring all his cousins in. His cousins ain't doing that, but he brought them in to work. He ain't, they ain't done nothing. I don't want to hear no more of these NXT call-ups when ain't not one of them NXT call-ups hardly done a damn thing. I'm done. Triple H reign is trash. Bring back Vince McMahon. Go find Ray at. Go, go pull off the 24-year-old girl he probably on top of and bring Vince McMahon back and let him take back over this damn show. I'm done. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. The, the views and opinions by Mr. LP does not reflect me, Mr. Everything. I still want a contract. I'm still trying to get signed. I need a job. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, uh, I'm sweating over here. LP, hold on, Jesus Christ! <laughs> on the screen, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, beautiful people, that was another tough talk with LP. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> he went off on that one. Tell me uh, wrong. Mr. Everything, you said uh you said disclaimer, uh we're not responsible for the things that come out of LP mouth. I still I still want a job at WWE. Still <laughs> they still call me from time to time. Yeah, please call me, please. I look, I'm available still. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh that was that was hilarious. Thank you, LP, for another tough talk. Anytime. Uh, fellas, it has been a great show. Uh, we would like to thank you, beautiful people, for always watching us. Uh, let's go around the room. Let everybody know what you got going on and where they can find you. LP. You can find me on Instagram, listed down below, One Click Photography Shoots. Always doing photography. I got some fashion shows coming up. For those who don't know, I do fashion show stuff too. I got some some other events in the work. So just follow my pages. Uh, you can follow me on Lamont Johnson on uh, Facebook too. You can see a lot of stuff up there. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Mr. Everything, let the beautiful people know what you got going on, sir, and where they can find you. Uh, beautiful people, you can find me on, you know, follow me on TikTok. I, got, I did the one chip challenge. I got recorded it. It's, it's the dumbest thing I ever did, but I'm gonna put it on TikTok, the video and everything else. It's, it's dumb. Uh, so you follow me on TikTok, official underscore Mr. Everything. Uh, you can see me. You can see me on LP's fashion show. Okay. Just <laughs> tell him that I said I'm gonna be in the fashion show, but I'm gonna be in the show. Okay. You can find me. <laughs> On Instagram, official underscore Miss Everything. Uh, got a couple shows coming up, a couple things coming up. So uh, be on the lookout and uh, keep up with me. Awesome. Uh, listen, beautiful people, if you are in North Carolina and you have not checked out one of LP's fashion shows, it's an event. You got to dress up, tell your mama and them about it. Tell your uncles to come through and, and drink a little swig before he come in because he gonna he gonna wild out and have a good time. Uh, LP puts on some amazing shows, so uh, whenever the event is to be posted, we will post it on the best damn wrestling Facebook page. Uh, so LP, we're excited about that. Congratulations, sir, and uh, we'll keep you updated 
on the next LP event. That's why we call him the Don people. This man does a lot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and beautiful people, if you want to follow your boys, is it show? Okay. If you want to follow your boys, uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and all that jazz. Uh, Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can check our Facebook page at Best Damn Wrestling. You can check our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You check out our Twitter at Best Damn Crew, and you can look at our Twitch, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, where we stream. Uh, you can also check us out in Radio Land on Pandora. Just search the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can check us on iHeartRadio. Just search the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, and you can check us out on Spotify. And just search the best damn wrestling podcast. We're on a lot of platforms, people. So support your boys and what we're doing. Uh, and if you want to be a part of the growth, if you want to be a part of the best damn nation, go to our Patreon, the best damn wrestling podcast to join for $5. That's a sandwich, a drink, and some fries. You can support your boys in the growth of the best damn wrestling podcast. And we got some goodies for you. We got coats, we got bags, we got hats, we got hoodies, we got shirts, and we got draws. So support your boys at our Patreon, the best damn wrestling podcast. Uh, and thank you to the best damn nation. Fellas, it's always great seeing you. Beautiful people, beautiful, best damn nation. You can check us next week. On the best damn wrestling podcast.